Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, hey, Super Nintendos. What's happening? It's me, Seth Macy, your host for Nintendo Voice Chat, the only podcast that's good and worth listening to. And of course, it wouldn't be a good podcast if it weren't for my amazing co-hosts with me today from San Francisco. Reb, I've got pearls on Valentine. I've got a 
up with like a bit because y'all are doing this thing where you're busy and then suddenly we're podcasting. I think what what am I what do I have? I've got flashcards. I could be doing my flashcards. There you go. Is that cool? <laughs> is that hip? Yes, all the kids are doing. That's what the big trend <laughs> on TikTok is right now. The Zoomers are doing flashcards. Uh, Jada on time all the time. Griffin, welcome. Hey, you know, just uh, catching up on a little 3DS action. Oh, hell yeah. And from the great state of Washington, one of my top 50 states in the United States of America, Logan Plant. Hopefully it's a little higher than that. Yeah, I can't have a bit for uh, starting out because I just sit in this chair deactivated until it's time to podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It is true. You were like C-3PO when Luke first meets him that he has to be deactivated. So uh, I have to do some housekeeping really quick. I wanted to remind everybody about IGN Rewards. Get you access to a ton of awesome giveaways and great deals that you won't find anywhere else right now members can enter for the chance to win a free MetaQuest. wait what a steam deck xbox and ps5 controllers plus tons more it is totally free to sign up takes only a second just head over to ign.com slash rewards also while i've got you wrapped in your attention we also want to shout out our pals at humble bundle where you can regularly grab a ton of great games for dirt cheap and the proceeds go towards supporting great causes right now there's a souls like bundle that includes remnant from the Azure. that's a good game stray blade and clash artifacts of chaos and it's raising money to build schools in developing countries and if you have a problem with that you are a problem souls like make make, make souls likes make you get good but these ones can also help do some good too i didn't write this copy head over to humble bumble hum oh my gosh humblebundle.com <laughs> slash bundles to grab some games today Whoo! all right all right did it. we got that out of the way and i sound like Nailed it's it. like a chore, it. but no like i actually i really like humble bundle a lot and i probably have a hundred codes from humble bundle that i've just never activated because Boost among us yeah it's called um uh backlog and it's never going away so let's take a little journey down memory lane do you remember the early 2000s how kind of cool that was um i guess it really wasn't that cool but it is it's coming back the early 2000s are coming back in a big way um new metal back i listen to corn every day that's how i start my day although i guess that's that's late 90s anyway the ds and the wii were nintendo's a big one-two punch massive uh, until the switch the biggest success in nintendo's uh lineup was the nintendo wii and the Nintendo DS let's combine them together and they're actually the most successful and important time in Nintendo's life we never did get that three pillars but that's okay we're fine with that so we've been talking about um games that we would like to see from that era remade and this was uh inspired by Logan playing another code recollection which during our planning meeting I realized oh recollection because it has both mm-hmm. of those games. So now we're going to take some time. We're going to talk about our personal games that we would like to see from that era brought to the Nintendo Switch. And Reb, I'm going to start with you because you have a controversial opinion. I, I didn't realize this was going to be controversial. No. Uh, but my one of my I, I put forth multiple suggestions, so I have more. But one of my suggestions that Logan, I got to look mm-hmm. this way, Logan took issue with uh was chrono trigger ds uh and and logan logan took issue with that you said it was cheating why is it cheating logan oh just because it's already a remake that's like saying super mario 64 ds or if i said i want a remake of hard gold and soul silver like it's already a remake of a game i think it's fair i just i thought it was it was toe in the line i don't really have a problem with it i i 
argue it because in my opinion, Chrono Trigger DS is the best version of Chrono Trigger that mm -hmm. is available to play. Uh, the original Chrono Trigger, obviously phenomenal game. Like one of yes. one of the best, probably the or one of the best RPGs of all time and among one of the best games of all time, in my opinion, frankly. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Um, I love the DS version. I Partly, I love it because it does have some new content, not a ton, uh, but it has like, uh, I think it has a couple extra dungeons uh, and then like a little bit of extra story thread and an extra boss battle uh, that are really, really good. And they tie in very nicely to the rest of the game and also tie the game to Chrono Cross a little more clearly if you're a Chrono Cross fan, which I'm a big Chrono Cross fan. Whoa. Uh, I've never yeah. met a Chrono Cross Shocker. fan. No, I love Chrono Cross. I think Chrono That's Cross awesome. is great. I, it's it's a weird game. I love you know I love Chrono weird is, games. Yeah, true. It's real weird. Lo love weird weird games. Uh, but yeah, I love the new content in it. And then like my my understanding is they have brought Chrono Cross to. It's on Steam now, right? We've discussed this. This is accurate. Chrono Cross. Chrono, sorry, Chrono Trigger, not not Cross. Oh yeah, Chrono Cross Trigger's got a remake. Like, uh, yeah. last or a remaster. Sorry, Cross got a remaster last year, uh, which mm -hmm. was fine. Trigger. I remember when they're like on... Chrono, and everyone's like, ah, and then cross, and everyone's like, <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, but Trigger, Trigger is on Steam, yes. Yes. Uh, my recollection is that Square Enix has had a little bit of trouble uh, getting some of these older uh, RPG, beloved RPGs onto PC in a way that is satisfying to everybody. Uh, sometimes the font looks weird. Sometimes there's weird things with the visuals. Chrono Trigger, I remember, this is somewhat off the top of my head, but I remember it being, like, not as bad as some of the Final Fantasy versions that people complained about. But I still found the DS version kind of in that very compact form with, like, the map mm -hmm. on the bottom and everything. I found that to be just, like, a really satisfying way to play that game. And I I don't know. I just feel like that game belongs on Nintendo platforms. So, anyway, yeah. that's my argument for Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't... You, you won't hear any argument from me. That is one of the greatest games that we... It's really hard to play unless you have a PC. And it's, I don't want to play that game on my PC because my PC is right here in front of me in my basement. I work the PC here. is the bad screen. The PC is, and yeah. this is not an anti-PC gaming thesis, but it's oh, the screen no. I look at all day for work. It's the bad screen. The good yeah. screen is is the Switch. The Switch is the good screen. Yeah, and I want to be able to just play this game um, <laughs> handheld if I feel like it. I guess I could play it on Steam Deck. So what am I talking about? All right. Rep, what else? What else you got for us? The one that I think is far less controversial is Pokemon Black and White. Sure. Like, it, it's time. That was on the DS. Uh, they just did. Uh, they they just did Pokemon uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which I liked a lot better than a lot of other people, which is fine. We all have different opinions. Uh, but all of their remakes of the older Pokemon games have been deeply successful, and Black and White is due. It's time. And it's also an extremely beloved uh, Pokemon generation. I mean, I, ah, this, I'm kind of torn about this because I think Black 2 and White 2 would also be really good. And mm -hmm. I don't really know which way you go with that generation. But I think if you're just going to pick one, Black and White is probably the, the option you go with. Just because it's like the base story. Just give them us both. Just just combo pack it. That would just, be a great collection, that would genuinely. Be amazingly. Like if they just did like White 1 and 2 and Black 1 and 2, just like as a pair of games. Or not even like messing like like do do the like the Pokemon Black and White collection and have it mm -hmm. be two games but with the combined features. So put put all the Pokemon that are in Black and White, or like like don't do the version exclusives. Uh, Black Black Two and White Two I believe had like 
all of these features involving the the tree and the big building or whatever and you could get like hard mode and easy mode depending on which version you had and all this other stuff just slap them all into one game we don't sure. need to do this version separation thing anymore we've moved past that as a society uh but yeah black and white bring them back baby I think it's this year. I think it's coming this year. Maybe even oh, really? I hope this so. I hope month, so. I think that, yeah. Yeah, my, because Pokemon Day. It's yeah, almost what's Pokemon this, Day. The 27th of February, I think, is, is Pokemon Day. And I, I think we'll see the Switch Pokemon games for this year. And it, Black and White Remakes, it's that time of the cycle. Like, it's we're due for some mm-hmm. remakes. And yeah, I think that, I don't know, this might be a controversial take. I think these are pretty definitively the last objectively great Pokemon generation. I think that Gen 6 to present, ever since they left the DS and and started doing those 3D models, I think like X and Y, Sun and Moon, Sword and Shield, Scarlet, Violet have all had mixed reception to some degree. And and Black and White is the last kind of pure, great, content-filled, all original Pokemon on the roster until you beat the Elite Four. It's a fantastic generation of Pokemon. I do have a soft spot in my heart for Sun and Moon, but it is really hard to argue with you. Yeah, yeah you might be right. Sun and Moon is good, but it's it was too chatty for me and uh, very guided and handholdy in a lot of ways. It that was I didn't super appreciate. It was. I liked it. I I remember liking it quite a bit at the time because it it's a vibes game. It's got totally. it's got real good vibes. Uh, but I think if I played it again now, I'd probably be a little frustrated with it. So, yeah. Oh, I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Pokemon's just not good anymore, man. Oh. <laughs> oh my god oh the comments the comments, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shut, comments. Up, shut up i love pokemon leave me alone um engagement this I, morning uh... i screamed because imran sent me a photo of a hoppip floating through the air holding a bag of groceries and it the caption was shop it and i like squeak screamed sounds so, gross. yeah <laughs> Hey, well, there's two new uh, Pokemon Squishmallows that just came out today on Amazon.com. So okay, well, I hate Squishmallows, but... Really? Yeah, that I'm is so my actual squish- hot take. I don't I'm like so squishy. Don't show Pal World. Get that out of here, Red. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's what we're going to no. get. We're going to get Pal World black I skipped. I skipped the podcast where we talked about Pal World on purpose. I don't want... I'm not doing that. We're not talking about Pal World anymore. <laughs> ever again. Um, I skipped... See, so like... I skipped black and white, both one and two. Those were just ones I had at that point. I had gotten kind of, I was over Pokemon for a short bit. I was just like, I'm kind of burnt out. Um, X and Y was what draw, drew me back in. And I, I really fell in love with X and Y. So uh, I would actually be happy to see black and white to get a one and two, get a, like a collection of sorts. So I could actually experience those firsthand this time around. So yeah, they're expensive um, carts if you try to buy them. Uh, on yep. the uh, secondary market. They're, they're um, very valuable. Not very, uh, but they're very desirable. And then uh, speaking of Pokemon, I don't know if what it's you got? What a little are you tough up? to see. I'm um, trying to get okay. it to focus. It is, is a, a keycap. It is a keycap with a Bulbasaur <gasps> in it. <gasps> that is adorable. Oh, I love that, Jada. Um, so cute. My, uh, uh, my partner. <laughs> We're all squinting at it. I know. It's really tough. Um, <laughs> my my partner, he uh, custom designed me a key, a complete keyboard with what? a bunch oh of different gosh. keycaps. Wait. Um, uh, he builds custom keyboards? He doesn't build custom keycards. So he went into like Photoshop and custom and grabbed a bu- grabbed an image and custom designed it and then uh, like put the images on the keys uh, to make them make like an actual image and stuff. Um, I haven't what? installed it all on my keyboard yet because I got a I got the like cleaning stuff in yesterday. So I'm going to be cleaning out my keyboard today after Yo. work and then installing all the new keys. Uh, but that was one of the specialty keys he got me to add to it, but this is going to be the theme. Uh, oh my god! What is it? Uh, 
It's the, oh, it's the chocobo. chocobo. Oh, nice. yeah. So, oh, that's so cute, Jada. That, yeah, that's my escape key. So, um, which is just the perfect character to go on an escape key. So chocobos, like I love I that. Need to get out of here. Um, so, I will. I will show off the full keyboard uh, next time. Hell I'm yeah! On. But yeah, super uh, cool. Let your partner know I'm getting into building my own. So if we wants to do a collab, like maybe we could take over the the keyboard space. Let's do it. So, hell yeah! I'm sorry. I'll not derail this anymore. Uh, <laughs> what else? What else do we want to see from that era? Uh, Reb, you had, you had, I'm assuming these I had, are all I had one more. I don't want to like okay. monopolize this conversation. Well, no, we're all gonna, I, we're all gonna I want this one because I haven't, I want this one because I haven't played it. So I can't speak to it too much, but I really would like them to do something with Pokemon Conquest. I agree. Uh, yes. Which I have heard phenomenal things about. I have heard Pokemon Conquest. It's like this. It's like it's like a Fire Emblem style mm -hmm. game, uh, but with Pokemon, and then it's like in what, like feudal Japan or something? Yeah, it's I like the it's... Uh, it's like Dynasty Warriors, Three Kingdoms style yeah, characters. Isn't it a crossover with what Nobunaga's Ambition? Isn't that yes. the series? Oh, of the yeah. Yeah. Yes, which is yes. crazy okay. niche now. Like that's not really it's a thing anymore. Such a weird. Like I don't know how this got made. It's bizarre. I they would never do this now. Uh, like as a brand new thing, but it's such a weird, cool idea. And I've heard that it's genuinely a really good game and I'm, I'm just like dying to play it. Uh, but you know, I, I actually have a copy of it here somewhere, but I just haven't dug up a DS, uh, to play it. And I, I think this is a really cool game that people should be able to experience. And I would love to see, I, I would love to see a, a remake of some, of something like this. And then I would also maybe love to see a sequel, frankly, I think that'd be kind of fun. So yeah, I don't know. Pokemon Conquest. Look at that little okay. quagsire. That's so cute. That's this one's cute. really expensive now. It's super pricey if you don't already yeah, it have is. it. Oh, it really? Is. Yeah. Mm, I'm gonna have to go through my collection then. I have a lot of very random games. So that's your that's your selections, Reb. Yeah, of, those are mine. Uh, we're telling you know we're we're at the end of this. I went segment. DS heavy because I never owned a Wii. And that's so fine. DS that's totally fine because there's a lot of garbage on the Wii. So well, I guess there's <laughs> a lot of garbage on the DS too. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. When this segment's done, we're going to take all our suggestions. We're going to put them in an envelope, seal it with wax, and send it directly to Mr. Miyamoto. Uh, actually, we're going to send it to Mr. Miyamoto, care of Nintendo. That's all you have to put on there. It's like Santa. It goes, it goes right to him. All right, Jada. What do you want to see? What do you, what do you want to bring back from the vaults that you can play now? On your Nintendo Switch, I would love to see the Radiant Historia game from the okay. DS brought back. It got a 3DS remaster um, when 3DS was hot, but I would love to see it come to the Switch because it's such a fantastic RPG that messes with time and puzzle solving um, and alternate timelines where you're, you know, you'll go and you'll help some people and then they'll come and help you in a different timeline and then you got to jump to a different timeline to help other people. Like, it's all over the place timeline wise, but it's got a very solid battle system, good RPG level up mechanics, like just a fantastic uh, game that I really, really want um, a reason to dive back in and play again. Um, and oh, a yeah. fresh coat of paint uh, with some, you know, enhancements is a, a good reason to do that. Um, yeah. This one and also it can be a little bit on the, the rare pricey side. Yeah. It's one of those Atlas RPGs. So oh, see, that's all it takes right there. Oh, Atlas RPG doesn't matter if it's good. Now it's expensive. So. <laughs> nice. I actually never played that one. And uh, I would like to because uh, turn based RPGs are my jam. 
So this has a really interesting like three by three grid based battle system where you kind of arrange the enemies on the grid and then do an attack that attacks an entire line or entire column of enemies. So it's a really mm -hmm. cool strategic battle system that isn't in a lot of stuff. Is it like uh, the Mega Man Battle Network games? That's what that reminds me of. Uh, a little. Least, I don't know. It's a little bit similar to that. Uh, the Mega Man Battle Network is. Um... I'd say it's similar in the element where you're trying to like maximize your attacks to hit as many yeah. on that three by three grid. Um, but it's a, it's, it's a, it's a different kind of concept to it. Um, Got it. Okay. It. But nice. very, it's a, that's a good kind of like analogy um, sure. for those who might be more familiar with the battle network collection, which just got a remake last year. So yeah, or yeah remaster, not remake. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else you got for us, Jada? Uh, I would say the Trauma Center series needs to make a comeback. Okay. I loved performing surgery on the DS, um, and uh, I should not be allowed to do it in real life, so I want to be able to do it in my household with a video game console. Yes, a lot of people don't know, in her free time, Jada has been doing just surgery. It's, <laughs> you know, the bodies rack up, and I've got yeah. the, the hole behind my apartment is getting pretty full, so I, you know, I need to digitize wanna... it. You got you got to break a few eggs if you want. You to do, omelet, you do. So. But you know, everybody who walks away is a happy customer. That's so. true. <laughs> um, but I love the Trauma Center series. It's just, it's the you know the stories is whatever. But like the the surgeries and the little mini games that you're playing while you're doing the surgeries is great. Um, fun fact is when it first dropped out, uh, young Jada was dumb Jada, and I didn't realize what the Trauma Star like. You get this like super ability later on in the game where you could like um or not even later like i'd say probably like probably five or six missions in where you get to the ability to like slow time by drawing a star but uh i was so just head down and it, and missed the tutorial for that that i never realized that was a thing um and so at one point i got like i think it was like three quarters to 80 percent through the game and i hadn't used the ability yet and i got to a mission where i was like uh excising like tumors and they just kept re-populating uh, too fast for me to do it. And I couldn't beat this mission. I was like, how do you beat this mission? This is, seems impossible. And I looked it up. I was like, they're like, use the ability. It's like, oh, I'm dumb. So dumb. <laughs> and I did it. And I was like, wow, this would have made like 90% of these other surgeries so much easier if I'd have known Aww. I could just slow time down. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's um, why you're so good at video games now. I I've, I've definitely have made a... Uh, a history of doing things the hard way to get good at games. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is one I would love to see make a comeback on the Switch. I know we had, there was like two of them on the DS, I believe, and then one on the Wii. Um, so I'd love to see this maybe as a, just a bundle a collection. Uh, so sort of like a, that would be a good one. Another, another code recollection combo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That would be sweet. All right. Have you any other games or shall we? Uh, that is, I think that's it for me off the top of my head. Um, but uh, I'm interested to hear Logan's. Hell yes. Yeah. I know Logan's going to bring the fury. So Logan, mm -hmm. what do you got? Mm -hmm. Well, first I'll start with a big one that's missing. Super Mario Galaxy 2. Come on, where is that game? Yeah. It never came yeah. out on the Mario the 3 Express collection. And it's, it's just missing. And that's a big shame because that yeah. is one of the greatest Nintendo games of all time. So that is a big one that's missing. Yep. Um, and then very similar to another code recollection, I want to see the two Hotel Dust games come back. These are the Kyle Hyde oh. detective games. 
made by the same developer originally sing and maybe some folks at arc system works want to bring this back also uh, and that would be really cool this was one of the ones where you held the ds sideways to play it and yes the characters on the left screen and you walked around on the right screen with the touch screen it was it was super interesting so they definitely have to do some retooling with that one but it'd be really cool to see that one come back and the second one never came to america that's another one that only came out in japan and europe so that'd be another really cool one to get and then i rhythm heaven i think is glaringly missing Ooh, there's a good oh, yep. there's a good one so i i almost put one. rhythm heaven on my list but they did have mega mix on the 3ds and that is to my mind the best rhythm heaven right now but hmm. like that's on the 3ds but you're right you're right i want rhythm heaven give me all the rhythm heavens so sad it's missing there was a ds one and a wii one and a gba yeah. one like there's it's on everything and it just hasn't come to switch which is a shame i know they don't sell very well but it's it's such a fantastic nintendo series here it is red loves so rhythm cool. heaven so we're getting our rhythm uh, rhythm heaven footage i know he's very happy we're talking about this god this is such a good game <laughs> and this would kind of be cheating but like i i mega mix would be the one i'd want to see ported i know it's a 3ds game but that is the one yeah. that i would definitely want to yeah. see on switch yeah. Well, well, I would. I mean, I would just love. This isn't even a remake situation. I would just love them to do another Rhythm Heaven collection on yeah. Switch. Have it have you know all the greatest hits from the old games. Add some new games. Like just you know keep going, guys. Nintendo yeah. loves. Nintendo has a bunch of teams that love doing little goofy mini game like things. Mm -hmm. They like they like making things like that. Make more. I love them. We got two Warriors, and we should have gotten a, a Rhythm Heaven instead of that we second Warrior, which yeah. was good. It was still good, but I would have liked it's to good. see Rhythm Heaven instead. We deserve better. We are getting a new Professor Layton next year from Level 5. It's called The New World of Steam. It looks very cool from what we've seen so far. But I want to see a remake of the original trilogy, which came out yeah. all three on DS. They're all fantastic. That's Curious Village, Diabolical Box, and Unwound Future. All three of those are awesome games with crazy stories with twists that you can't really see coming until they happen. And just really, really good puzzles, really good characters. Layton is a classic series that's been gone for far too long, and I think it'd be cool to reintroduce people with that original trilogy. Yes. Yeah. Those are lovely games. They're like, uh, you, when I play a Professor Layton game, I feel like the the little bear on the tea that makes you go to sleep, the sleepy time tea. I just feel yeah. very cozy mm. and good. Yes. So, mm -hmm. nice. And, and is that it for you? Is the, were those your... your are you trying to conjure those from the, uh, the universe? Or is it I have... I'll throw out one more which is pokemon mystery dungeon the first one got a remake on switch already the rescue team dx but the sequel is even better explorers of mm -hmm. time darkness and sky it was three games that came out on ds and those games are awesome they're from the gen 4 so the Sinnoh era of pokemon and the story in those is really really good and i'm super nostalgic for explorers of time specifically and yeah, i'd really like to see that one come hell yeah all right cool well i have some it might cause a little bit of argument uh, mm -hmm. on the panel, but I'm not going to start with an argumentative one. I'm going to start with one that I think uh, if Kat were here, she would super be into this. But the uh, the DS, this is kind of like Chrono Trigger, the DS Dragon Quest remakes and the and Dragon mm. Quest 9 yeah. are yes, so super freaking good. They're good, yeah. And they're really expensive now. I only know this because I sold, <laughs> I sold them a few years ago, mm. but they're uh incredible i think is it five is i think five i can't keep track of the numbers of the dragon quest games. no i can't but um mm -hmm. it's uh it's i on dragon quest nine which i think i still have uh similar to jada i didn't know that there was a part of the game that was kind of important i didn't know there were other members of your party until i was like level like 50. What? i was like god this game is so hard and then i went and started getting 
members of my party who were like level, you know, like 10. And so <laughs> they're just it... waiting in the tavern. For <laughs> they were. The show yeah, up. seriously. Uh, <laughs> in that game, you can play a long time without having any party members and not realize it. Or maybe that's just me. So that's my first choice. I would love to see a collection. And I don't even want to necessarily see them as like uh, a 3D or 2D HD remake. Like I would just I'd be fine if they just ported the like ds versions over because mm -hmm. they're phenomenal and they're beautiful and they're fun and they're wonderful games to just play yeah they're great down. great art design uh, oh my god design yeah, Kira, yeah. akira toriyama yeah uh for those who don't know uh little show called dragon ball z what uh, he did he both did of those yeah, no know, way well yeah he did one and then the other because mm. he's a busy he's too busy it's so hard to animate that whole show by by yourself nice. so that's that's what he was doing that's why um, we got Goku yelling for like 50 episodes on oh, Namek. Yeah. Oh my God. When, <laughs> when my uh, oldest was like 10, him and his best bud came over and I was like, we're going to watch Dragon Ball Z. And I'd never watched the original one because I was a little bit too old when it came out. I was like, oh dude, this is the one where he goes Super Saiyan or Super Saiyan. And then like five episodes later, I was like, this is the one. And like 45 episodes yes. later, and he's still and they were just like, we don't want to watch this. We're tired of him going down Snake Way. Or that is indeed the Dragon Ball experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was enjoying it, but uh, all right. My next, this is the one that I think will cause some um, some grumbling among the uh, among the panel. But you're free to tell me that I'm wrong, or you're free to listen to what my reasoning is. Um, I would like to see a collection of two games come to Nintendo Switch called Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Now I know. Phantom Hourglass is not that great, but it also is. I think that if they Sorry, were Sorry, am I hearing? I don't want to hear any Phantom Hourglass slander on this podcast. I didn't. I thought I was the only one. No, I'm no. with you. I'm with you. Oh, my God. Continue. I like Phantom Hourglass. Keep going. I ne I, I've never felt closer to you all than I do right now. <laughs> Logan's but over I, there real quiet right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, not up, allowed to, I'm not allowed for Phantom Hourglass. I like Spirit Tracks. Phantom Hourglass, you go back to that like ocean temple way too many times. You I, do. It's, that's the, that, well, that's but what anyway, I was going to say. With Seth. a little bit of like modern uh, quality of life up, updates and a way to figure out to make that fun because that is ultimately what made me fall off i was like i am so sick of doing this and then also i never played spirit tracks and i don't have a good reason why but i think it'd be awesome if nintendo brought those out in fact that's probably what we'll end up getting instead of uh wind waker don't put that Princess. out don't no. Put no, that that's out. what's gonna happen that's a don't nintendo way we're gonna there. hear we're gonna no. we're gonna hear the uh the, the sort of the sound like a signature sound from the toon link era and we're all gonna freak out and then it's gonna be these two games <laughs> and it was gonna be like huh? i know? hate how right you are about yeah. nintendo doing stuff like that it would be uh -huh. as much as i enjoy phantom hourglass and liked spirit tracks i would be devastated if we got remasters of these before we got a remaster of wind waker that's the yeah. reason why i didn't bring we these up during have a mine. remaster of wind waker at home we yes. do on the wii u yes and i love it i have the wii i have the wind waker wii u uh wii u edition like mine oh, yeah. i've got the special edition console that's um the best one it is i i just also would love to have it on my switch though i would love yeah. to revisit it again well i mean we all would but i'm realizing now watching the the clips this is one of those games and i think there's a discussion to be had here in a future time with some research but there are some games from like that era that maybe we could never play again because they mm -hmm. do 
have so much they rely so heavily on like the the, the touch screen or yeah. you know yep. movement controls and i think that's a little bit of a of a bummer i was gonna say um an example of that would be the drag uh excuse me ninja gaiden is it dragon which is also you know you read like a book but you draw uh kanji characters on the screen mm -hmm. to do certain attacks and that's mm -hmm. another one that which is a great game by the way and it's also really cheap so if you want that it's like five bucks so okay i was gonna list uh so i was originally gonna list nintendogs but oh, and i, I yes. love nintendogs and i would love to see it happen again but i i don't think that game would boys. be nearly as fun without yeah. the touch screen and Wait. then the, a, an example of this is actually the world ends with you which is a game that i love yes. and mm. has been ported Mm -hmm. uh, to the switch already but if you played the original the world ends with you on ds yep. your attacks on you you were using the it was, it was a really confusing but fun battle system where you were attacking on the top screen using the d-pad but then the bottom screen there were enemies and you had like pins that you equipped and they all had mm -hmm. different like some of them you had to draw lines across the screen to use some of them you had to like you know do certain Tap. shapes or like like stab at it or poke mm -hmm. or what do, do different things and you had to remember what pins you had equipped and what motions you had to use to use them and using them at the right times on the enemies and it was once you got the hang of it it was so cool and so much fun and they they ported it to i think uh mobile and then they ported it to uh the switch but when they did that they had to come up with different ways for the battle system to work mm, because yep. you you didn't have that touch screen and they're still fun the world ends with you is still a great game mm -hmm. neo the world ends with you i actually liked quite a bit as well uh but it, it doesn't have quite the same magic as that touch screen yeah. did the very first time and i i don't yep. know if you i don't i there's that's, no there's no real way to replicate it anymore yeah that's the whole that's another reason why that one didn't make my list this week either is because like the, there was just magic on the DS with that game. Yeah. The fact that you're controlling two characters at once in battle, and the fact that as you progress through the game, that the second character changes. So, yeah. like, what you're doing for that, how you're controlling, changes, like, dramatically. Like, yeah. I, like the clip we showed there, it had, like, just D-pad presses. And I'm trying to remember what the other ones were. I think you still use the D-pad, but, like, instead of doing combos, you were, like, doing something else with it. And so, Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's slightly different for each character, yeah. depending on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah. Oh, gosh, I love that game. And the soundtrack. Oh, my God. Ooh, the soundtrack calling Twister. Like, mm -hmm. there's a reason why those songs made it to theater rhythm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bar Lion last year. I have the, the Neo soundtrack, like, as part of my regular Spotify playlist, because nice. it's so good. It's so good. Bird in the Hand is genuinely one of my mm. favorite songs. It's great. I just have the the ten hour uh, loop of the Wind Waker sailing music that I put on <laughs> when I need some to do something. So, all right, I have two more games before we move on from this. Uh, one of them, never a chance in hell, which would be Retro Game Challenge. That is such a super fun game that nobody ever played in the United States, with the exception of like people who are uh, in the games media. I think is the only people who bought it. Also, a very rare cart. Also, one that I uh, sold like an idiot. I kind of regret that one, but a lot of fun retro games. It's based on the um, the Japanese television program that I am blanking on the name of now, which uh, is a retro center DX, whatever. Um, yeah. And there's a sequel, but it's only in Japanese and it's a bummer. It's never coming out, but here's a game from the Wii that I would love to see returned uh, as a two pack for the, for the original game in the sequel. In fact, I would like to see this game come back. And that game series is Boom Blocks. I don't know if you all played Boom, Boom Blocks. Blocks. That game ruled. 
so hard. It was so much fun to play. The first one was a little bit hard because it didn't have the Wii Motion Plus. So, you know, it wasn't quite, you, you had a hard time finessing it. I can remember holding my hand and doing these like very precise motions to try to get the, the it's basically um, a video game version of Jenga with bombs. Yeah, this is the best way that I could, I could um, describe it. But yeah, this game is super fun and I would love to see it return. And for some reason, Steven Spielberg is attached to this, I guess. Call him up. What? Yeah, I'm called, hey, hey, what up, Steve? That's what I call him. Um, but yeah, super fun game. And I would love to see this one come back and it would work with the, the, the Joy-Con motion controls. So look at that. Look at how fun it is. Oh my God, it was so satisfying when you, when you did it, when you got everything. <laughs> such a good game. Okay, so. Uh, I am curious to know what you, the audience, I'm pointing at the camera right now for those of you who are listening. I want to know what games from the DS, the Wii era, you want to see remade for the Nintendo Switch. Put them in the comments. We read the comments. We do. Um, most of the time, they're very nice. You're the best audience in the world. Absolutely. 100% agree. 100%. Yeah. And Jaden knows because she's not beyond. Um, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Just throwing shade, Seth. I'm just going to turn my camera off now. <laughs> Oh, don't do that. <laughs> uh, all right. Logan. Uh, yes. You are something of a, a Nintendo scholar. Uh, something of a, almost a, in, in this instance, incident, uh, excuse me, instance, a soothsayer. You have a prediction as to what might be on the horizon. Would you please share this and your reasoning behind your prediction? I do. Big disclaimer, I, I don't actually know absolutely anything about what Nintendo plans and when they plan it for. This is just entirely speculation, so don't rev up the hype train too much. That being said, I'm going to call a Nintendo Direct for Wednesday, February 7th at 7 a.m. Pacific time. I'm going to be Whoa, that's, that's so specific, Logan. So specific. Uh, yep, so that's what I'm calling, and I, I just think next week is the week. Even if it's not Wednesday at 7 a.m., I think next week is the week. I, I'm looking at past years last year was february 8th 2023 february 9th 2022 so they've been hitting that first full week of february pretty consistently the last couple of years and then the year before they had one on february 17th so the last three years in a row they've had a full-length nintendo direct in february it's a thing and even going back further than that it's somewhat of a pattern and when i'm picking what week in february nintendo never does a direct basically the week that a game comes out you've got mario versus right. donkey kong on friday february 16th and then you've got that Splatoon 3 big single-player DLC on Thursday, February 22nd. So to me, I'm crossing those two weeks off. And then the week after that, we mentioned earlier, Pokemon Day is on February 27th. Mm -hmm. So Nintendo's not going to double-dip that week and get in the way of whatever right. Pokemon's going to do for their thing. So that only leaves next week for Nintendo Direct in February. And so if we're not getting one next week, I don't think we're getting one until March or maybe later. The only date we have left on the calendar after Mario and Splatoon is Princess Peach in March. Luigi and Paper Mario still need dates, and they definitely have more stuff waiting in the wings. And my last prediction of this is I'll say this is the final major Nintendo Direct of the Nintendo Switch generation. I think this is Whoa. It. And mm. I think its quality will be representative of that with probably some Kirby's, some ports, and maybe not too much big stuff. But I think it's next week. I'm going to counter... Why do you think... Do, oh, I was going to ask, why do you think Wednesday at 7 a.m. specifically? Like, are you just picking a day and time to... That's just what they've done the last or... two years. That's just what okay. they've done. They, they're okay. usually at 7 a.m. these days. So that's just... Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna counter your 7th. I'm going to say they're going to do a Valentine's Day stream. And they're going to have some some weird... Something weird to show off coming this year that ties in with Valentine's Day. Like, I think it's going to be something that 
would do well if promoted on Valentine's Day. Um, and I only say this because we got we learned yesterday that we have a Final Fantasy stream on the 6th. And then while I don't think oh, that is yeah. like the same crossover audience to where they're worried about like competing, I think that they may move out of the way um, just to dominate a full week cycle mm -hmm. instead of sharing it with the biggest Final Fantasy um, news or whatnot. So I'm going to counter with that. But I agree, I think... Go ahead. I was just going to say, they have had state of plays on the same day as Nintendo Directs before. Like, true, literally. that is true. They have had... Please no. Yeah. Please no. I'm <laughs> yeah. so tired. Your chat is a good stop. point. That is a good point. And um, people move out of Nintendo's way. Nintendo doesn't move out of other people's way. That's true. true. That is true. Oh. Yeah. You are the analyst, so... <laughs> I just like, I just, you know, everybody says bet on black. I just like to, you know, throw my chips yeah, on red. Because like when everybody, when everybody votes one way, I, I bet the, I take the long shot bet. Because also, it was super random timing that you were talking about Valentine's Day and then Red put up a scene of Tomodachi life when two of the characters were falling. I was like, wow, that just happened. That was, that was awesome. Is, that's, uh, you know, that's Red. Red is a fantastic producer and uh, yep. he knows, he just knows how to, how to produce a show. Yo, kudos, Red. That game, looks uh, awesome. That is a... Aren't we expecting a new Tomodachi, <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> this is such a weird scene. What are we it's looking a... at? Well, the whole game is so... Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't play Tomodachi Life. I played Miitopia, though, which I think had a lot of Tomodachi Life. Oh, I, no, it's not even close. Vibes. Tomodachi uh, Life is just so weird. I did, the, uh, I did the IGN guide for this game, actually. So nice. it was one of the first gigs that I had at IGN. <laughs> God, this is so silly. It is. It's ridiculous. Cutest couple, sixty-four percent. I was not the cutest couple with my wife. Oh, look, it's a scene from Death Stranding. <laughs> on the beach. I go. Oh, <laughs> <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I, I wish there was a damn way. I, I'm gonna just gonna say it. Uh, when I saw uh, Juggalo Guitar Hero Troy Baker, I was all in on Death Stranding too. Like, yes, that was <laughs> all I needed was that. So anyway, okay. Well, we will see uh, if you have your grid, like your playoff grid and you get february 7th then you'll win a prize so your office pool on when the next nintendo direct will be logan thinks it'll be february 7th i don't have any reason to doubt that that is probably a good guess <laughs> but we shall see i'm really excited for whenever the next direct is because i think you're right it's going to be kind of the end of the and then it's like what surprises could they have in store for us to all be heartbroken because they don't reveal. So, all right. Something Zelda. Uh, I don't know that I even really want to talk about this for very long, but uh, eight inch LCD screen. I've seen a lot of people. Uh, this is the rumored uh, for the next Nintendo console have an eight inch LCD screen rather than an OLED screen. And a lot of people seem bummed about that. Um, I think it tracks with exactly what Nintendo has always done. Well, not always, but mostly done is use cheaper technology that gets the job done. And, uh, I think an eight inch LCD screen is going to keep it below $399. But is there anybody on the panel who is not going to buy this because it doesn't have an OLED screen? Reb, what I, about you? I don't think my switch has been taken out of the dock in months. So <laughs> no, my TV screen's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh Red is showing the uh I can't the origin screen, which is a huge screen that you put your 
switch into the back of i think i, I didn't remember if i did a review or if i did an impressions of that but i forgot i've I never seen that thing before that is crazy I, it's actually <laughs> i use it all the time as a second or a second or a third monitor um for because it's hdmi so it's actually it's mm -hmm. super rad and it is it is kind of cool and ridiculous to play switch on this giant screen but uh jada is this a deal breaker it, for you? It doesn't matter to me. Okay, like, honestly, yeah. like, it's such a small thing. Like, it was nice to get the upgrades, and it definitely made some Switch games um, colors pop. Um, but, man, it's it's such a nothing burger for yeah. a difference between the two. Um, I just want the console to be a better console. Yep. So. All right. Logan. I mean, obviously not a deal breaker. This is a company that sold me cardboard for $70. I'm going to buy whatever they put out <laughs> they pretty did. much on day one. <laughs> they did do that. Uh, Holy cow. That being said, I it is a bummer for me, and I know a lot of people, the day I got my Switch OLED, my habits changed forever. I went from 75% docked, 25% handheld, those numbers flipped. I play almost oh, wow. always in handheld because I just love the OLED screen so much, but I completely nice. get it. It's, it's no different than Nintendo being like, here's the DSi XL, oh, back to the small model for the 3DS, yeah. and then two years later, here's your bigger model. They... Yep. How did they get to 130 million units sold? Because I bought three of them and everyone on this panel has probably bought two or three of them. Like, that's how oh, yeah. they do it. So, yeah, yep. it, it makes a lot of sense. I'm not upset about it, but I will miss the OLED screen. That will be no. to go away. I'll, I'll absolutely miss. I, I did notice because I, I don't, I very rarely play in handheld, but when I was doing CES coverage and I was on the flight, I was playing Final Fantasy IV on my OLED and uh, I started it on the OLED, and when I got home and I dropped it in on my TV, I have an okay TV. I was like, ah, oh, it's not the same anymore. So, but I guess I could just buy like an LG C3 OLED TV for twenty five hundred dollars. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't. It's not a deal breaker for me. Um, and like they're gonna put the OLED version out anyway in two years, or they might even have like the Pro model, which is the the OLED. We'll see. So, all right, let's get to me versus me versus when we talk about the games that we are playing, but also what else is going on in our lives. Reb, I'm going to start with you because your name is first on the list. Void Hi. Stranger, what's up with this? So this is a Nintendo game, but it is one that I have, I am optimistic, will eventually make it to a Nintendo platform. It seems like a perfect Switch game. Um, I spent most of my honeymoon playing it on the Steam Deck. Uh, Void Stranger is a Sokoban game, uh, block-pushing puzzles. So if you like games where you're sitting, you know, top down view, pushing little blocks around and, you know, around holes and stuff and putting them on switches and things to progress, uh, Void Stranger, great game for you. Um, cool. I love I love a little Sokoban. They're great on handheld systems. Like I said, I played most of this on Steam Deck and it was great. But, but the thing that I love about Void Stranger is not necessarily that it has really good Sokoban puzzles. Uh, it is that it is a weird game. Yeah. I love weird games. So you play... He starts this character named Gray, uh, who is his, she kind of jumps in a hole and ends up in this like weird maze labyrinth of these these progressively these progressive Sokoban puzzles, uh, going down floor by floor, clearing puzzle by puzzle, uh, trying to avoid monsters and and make her way to the end. Uh, she picks up a rod, where the main mechanic of the game is you can use the rod to pick up a floor tile in front of you, making a hole, and then you can take it with you and then you can put it back down somewhere else. Uh, so you're constantly trying to rearrange the floors in order to progress. Uh, as you go, uh, interesting things start to happen. So occasionally on floors, there will be this, instead of a, a puzzle, there will be this big, beautiful tree that you'll fall asleep in front of and you'll have, you'll get the, the game will suddenly shut down. 
And when you reopen it, you're in a completely different style of game. You're in like a visual Whoa. novel that seems to involve Grey somehow, but also this princess named Lily. Uh, and it's it's very, it's while the tone of the Sokoban puzzle is very grimdark, uh, the, the tone of the visual novel is very cheerful and happy and bubbly and silly. Uh, and then when you when you wait, then you suddenly wake up and you're back in the dungeon again. Uh, when you clear it, there are some odd things. When when you clear all the puzzles, there's some odd things that happen. And then you start all over, but now you have new knowledge about maybe certain things you can do with certain statues that you run into as you descend uh, that you did not know about before. Or maybe maybe you understand what certain murals on the walls actually say that you didn't know before. Uh, there is. There is a lot of value in playing this game over and over again as you slowly unravel the layers of what's really going on here uh, and what what this labyrinth actually is. I have gone through the entire 255-floor labyrinth twice now uh, in its normal mode, and I have also done the hard mode, uh, which is unlocked later, and I am still poking around and finding secrets. It is a weird, incredible game with big ARG energy and a phenomenal soundtrack. Nice. It looks awesome from the, the, the clips that Red was showing. That's Void Stranger for those who are about to ask. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to check that one out. So you got any, anything else going on? Uh, I think that's the main thing. Yakuza okay. uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth came out, so I'm spending a lot of time on mm. that. Nice. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm reading books. <laughs> Nerd. Yeah, that's my life. Void, Void Stranger. <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about Void Stranger since the holidays, Good. but I haven't gotten well, around to it, so I'm glad. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm I guess I started Golden Sun. I, I finished Golden Sun, and I'm starting on the Lost Age, but I'll save <laughs> nice. that for another Meavers. Is that what you were getting at? Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> this year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals, so I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television, uh, the Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with like Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um, 
unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Jada, I'm going to go with you next because you, you, you're playing a cozy game. Yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing a new cozy game. It's not out yet. Um... Uh, but uh, I'll definitely share some thoughts on it. I'm still very early. I'm still in the tutorial section for it, but it's very cute. Um, it's very cozy. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes because it is part of a, a franchise of games that I love dearly. So I'm very excited to see how this one shakes out. Um, I'm also been putting a lot of time into Like Dragon Infinite Wealth. I probably spent like two hours playing Shogi the other night, which is just <laughs> the weirdest way to spend time playing that game is just sitting there playing shogi and getting my just butt handed to me constantly over and over again i am terrible at shogi mostly because um with it out without it being a physical board i f like i misread the pieces on the board i'm like yeah i'm setting up this move and then i realize I'm, i've set up a move to take my own piece instead <laughs> of uh an enemy's piece because it's literally the same piece just uh you know 180 uh, but yeah, the Life of Dragon games have so many things like that where there's mini games you can just get lost in forever. I watched my yeah. husband review this game and he played like for the first, you know, 20 hours he was playing the game. And then there was like another 20 hour period where he was just playing the Animal Crossing style mini game. <laughs> just, yep. just nonstop. Like he was not doing any story or side quests or anything. He was mm -hmm. just doing that. And then he did all of it. And then he went back to playing like a dragon. Yeah, this one, it, I think this is one of those games, uh, franchises that is just has one of the best examples of putting in quality side content that you mm. can just get lost in. Mm -hmm. um, like I spent like another hour or two in one of the Sega arcades playing yeah. Sega Bass Fishing yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, Spike Out, uh, which was a I, I I'm very happy I never experienced that one as a kid because I probably would have been very frustrated playing that arcade beat em up game because um, it was not the uh, easiest thing to get into. Um, <laughs> I was dying a lot in that game. Also because I didn't really understand the controls and I had to like look them up in an external source before I was like, oh, that's how I pick up items. Because it was like two buttons and pressing down on the D-pad to pick up the item. I was like, that is just cumbersome um i don't know how that was a thing but 
but yeah, I've been playing a lot of that, really enjoying that. And then I've also been playing Suicide Squad. Um, oh, that and game. Yeah. Famous. How's that? I'm enjoying it. It, it. it it checks all the boxes for a Jada game. It's okay. frantic. It's chaotic. Um, it's very funny uh, throughout the whole story. I'm all probably right. about 20 plus hours in it right now. Um, I've maxed out Harley and King Shark uh, or whatnot, and I'm working on Boomerang and Deadshot now. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, post-game content that I'm starting to kind of get into and devour. Um, seems interesting so far. Um, the biggest thing, I think, for me um, is I feel like I, I hope that the more the post-game content gets a little bit more challenging. Um, mm. Just because I went to, when I did the first, like, end-game event, I chose the hardest difficulty in that uh, for that raid kind of instance thing. And it said statistically impossible, and I finished it in like five minutes. Oh, um, of course you did. <laughs> so, you know like, why? Because they they didn't think anybody would ever play or finish this game. So <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I know Cardi's, you know, posted his review in progress, and we'll have full review his full thoughts uh, pretty soon. So I'm interested to see what his thoughts are. Um, I've been purely playing solo. Um, so I haven't dived into any of the co-op stuff, but I think it's only going to make it better. Um, my Harley build is broken right now to where like every time I crit, it like adds elemental status debuffs. And then if they have an elemental status debuff, every hit has a chance to drop, add more status debuffs. <laughs> um, and then every 30 seconds I get a crit, like a critical hit, I think drops a grenade that explodes like from the enemy. So like, it's just a lot of chaos. Um, but I, I really enjoy it. I'm enjoying it. So that's right. what that's been taking up a lot of my me verse time. Um, well, that's I'm glad to hear. It. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I'm not going to throw any shade um, as much as I want to. Out of respect. I just I think it got a bad rap, some bad marketing. Oh, yeah. And so I think uh, I think more people should give it a fa fair shake on their own. Hopefully they get I think this is one of those games that would do really well if they got like a like a two hour trial. Um, well, I think it'll on, like, it'll probably do really well when it's five dollars, which will be in like three months so all right that was unnecessary i don't know why i said that i'm sorry <laughs> logan you've been playing a game that i have also been playing yes oh, I, I know it's we've been talking about it on mvc a lot but it's that good third and it week in a row attention prince of persia the lost crown after so hearing zach good. ryan talk about it and pear talk yep. about it i'm finally in and yeah it is as good as everybody says i am playing the yep. switch version so i can speak to that for Nintendo fans and it runs kind of like a dream. There's some stuttering wow. and some cutscenes and things like that, but in gameplay, it is smooth 60 FPS basically all the time. Oh yeah, it's good yeah. too. And mm -hmm. yeah, it feels. I don't know if this is true. I've seen people say it was built for Switch and then enhanced for other platforms. Don't know if that's true. It feels like that though. This feels yeah. like a game that was not downgraded for Switch. Like it, it, right. it, you're not really sacrificing much besides some texture quality and and some nicer lighting on the newer consoles. But it it looks and runs amazing. And yeah, it, if you like Metroid Dread, Hollow Knight, anything like that, this game is awesome. The character feels amazing to control. The platforming segments are brutal and right up my alley. It is so awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm loving the crap out of this game uh, i even stayed up until 9 30 playing it last night what? that tells you how yeah that's late for me normally i'm asleep by 9 30 so yeah wonderful game absolutely lives up to the hype i i'll come back to it when i finished it but right now i i'm i maybe like it more than metroid dread i think i do too. a little bit yeah and i, wow. I don't know why but that's i'll wait praise yeah it's 
it's a lot it's a lot more approachable than dread was i think maybe that's what it is yeah Mm -hmm. but uh and logan you have another game on here Uh, i don't think it's out yet but you you put it on the meverse i did because i just wanted to talk about its existence the state of play (laughs) yesterday happened and uh they announced sonic cross shadow generations which is coming to nintendo switch so it's coming to everything and this is an enhanced port of Sonic Generations, which is, in my opinion, the greatest Sonic game of all time. And they're adding yeah. something I'm comparing to a Bowser's Fury-like mode for Shadow the Hedgehog, where he's going to get his own campaign of new story levels that's entirely standalone new content that was not in the original Sonic Generations. And Jade and I were talking about this in, in Slack yesterday. Sonic mm-hmm. Generations is so good. It's one of the only 3D Sonic games you can recommend really without any buts. Like, it is just great. Yep. It is a great video game and i'm so excited it's coming back and i hope the new shadow content is just as awesome as the original content because it's it's just fantastic and i i talked about the sonic symphony a few weeks ago i've beat five sonic games already this year and then this got announced and i'm just (laughs) i can't wait it's my most anticipated of the year wow all right yeah uh it's hard to argue with shadow because he's just the of all the hedgehogs probably the coolest one he is the coolest he's the edgiest down yeah and most which is crazy because you know Sonic used to hold that crown. So maybe no. Sonic's a little mad, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm going to play this game. It looks awesome. I'm really excited for it. So uh, I, you, would you like to know what I've been playing? Uh, yes. Okay. Maybe. Because I want to talk about friend of the show, Jared Petty. Uh, works <gasps> we love that guy. Limited. Yeah, everybody loves Jared Petty. Works at Limited Run Gaming. And a package arrived at my house, and I opened it up, and it was the dumbest looking controller I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> Limited Run Gaming has recreated the CDI controller. If you're unfamiliar, and I, of course I forgot to bring it down for the show, um, but if you're unfamiliar with what the CDI controller looks like, um, imagine if you worked in a factory and you had to control a crane. And there's this, <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like. But they also, they, they didn't make, but they're publishing uh, a game by uh, a, public, or a developer called CDI's. CD, get it? It's C, anyway. And it's the um, spiritual successor. Oh, the, now I oh, see it. Now CD, like shady. I got like an eyeball. Okay. It didn't make, you just said, oh, the CDI. What? Yes. It is called Arzette, the Jewel of Faramore. And it's the spiritual successor to those awful, awful Zelda games on the CDI. I mean, it just, it's so perfectly it's just <laughs> the animation style the voice acting just the kind of jankiness but excuse the me princess game yeah you know there's a character he's like oh, i'm glad i don't have to go uh it is it's amazing and uh Im- literally impossible to play with the cdi controller i was laughing hysterically when i was trying to play this because I was like, what were they thinking when they when they created this controller to try to play games for a failed, a doomed game system. And then I started laughing because I remember Jared saying, well, we thought it'd be really stupid to remake it (laughs) in more words or less. That's basically what it came down to. And I just love that. They're like, this would be the dumbest, worst idea. Let's make it. And then they sent it to me. So yeah, (laughs) thank you, Jared. Thank you for uh, ours at at the Jewel of Fairbart. Probably worth checking out. Don't get, I mean, no, get the CDI controller, but when you actually play it, play it with a switch controller um whether that's the pro controller or not because <laughs> it's actually pretty fun and it's silly it's goofy and it's it, it it captures that sort of awfulness in a fun and interesting way and i just love that kind of stuff like man 
give give me more uh, uh, tributes to stuff that was lame, but do it well. The, the, I mean, the creator has said about this one that they didn't make it as a joke, right? Like it's supposed to be an actual mm -hmm. fun game to yeah. play based on terrible games. So it's not like yes. it's not trying to capture the quality of those games, just the essence of them. No, it's like actual yeah. fun game. It yeah. has the the tone is there, but then it's like, oh, this is actually a fun game. So you know the the controls are good. It it doesn't feel like crap like uh, slowed down or bad. Like the platforming is actually good, and the combat isn't deep. You swing a sword, but it you know the inputs are great. <laughs> it, it responds well. So yeah, super fun game. I I de definitely recommend checking that out, and then go and see what that controller looks like if you if you uh don't have a, a vision in your head yet. So also I found my copy of Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, which I'm going to start playing. But then I started playing Prince of Persia and uh, no, I have not been able to play a single one of the new tracks because I didn't know where my copy of Mario Kart 8 was. And now I do. So, all right, we're going to hit Quebston Blanc right now. These are this great questions. And looking through this list you pulled, these are all really good. I know. I actually meant to get to these like earlier so we could just answer all these questions. But um, fortunately, we had a Happened. great discussion. So I'm happy about that. Kelly Hoffart, this is a question we've been meaning to ask forever, or meaning to answer forever. Kelly Hoffart, top contributor, asks, is there a list, written or unwritten, of cliche words and phrases you aren't supposed to use or hate seeing in a review? On three, everybody. One, two, three. The, the game. game. <laughs> <laughs> when I finish writing a review for Dan Stapleton, our review editor, the first thing I do is I control F yep. the game mm -hmm. to see if I used it because Dan hates that. And then I go through and I change it to like the title or whatever, or another way to use it. But the game is strictly verboten. You're not allowed it to use that. It sounds arbitrary and kind of silly, but when mm -hmm. you've been writing about video games long enough, the first time you write a review for Dan Stapleton and you go through and you control F and you see how many times you use the phrase the game, you're like, oh, this really is a lot. And then... When you go through, you start editing it out. And, and at first, you're like, oh, this is stupid. Why do I have to read? Because you don't mm -hmm. just want to replace. Sometimes it's easy. It's just as easy as replacing it with the name of the game. But sometimes you're, you're using the name of the game too much. And so it seems like the parent, like you need to find other ways to phrase your sentences. And so you're like, why do I have to do this? This is ridiculous. But the more you start to excise it from your vocabulary, the more you realize, actually, this is making my writing better because yep. I was just using this sort of as a cheap fallback. And I think yep. there is the actually crunch. a longer list. It's not just the game. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's a number of words that Dan does not like seeing. Uh, but by and large, as you start to remove them, you realize a lot of them are just very jargony. They don't mean yeah. anything. Mm -hmm. uh, or or they're words that people think mean something, but actually mean something else and are used like in very weird ways. I'm trying to think of some really good examples. Uh, like title, like you don't title, call something a IP. title. We don't mm -hmm. talk about IP. I mean, that's something that sometimes I do in news writing because sometimes we are talking about intellectual property yeah. specifically, but mm -hmm. in, in reviews, it's rarely ever necessary. You can say other things. Uh, Things like set pieces, like when people talk about a set piece yeah. in a game, nobody mm -hmm. really knows what that means. Like everybody has a different <laughs> definition of what that is. And so it's, you know, just say the thing that you're talking about. It's yep. it's just easier to do your writing better. So yeah, there's a list. Yep. Fans of the <laughs> genre. Don't Fans of the one. genre. He hates that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I have a personal pet peeve, which is uh, X fans rejoice, but that's often... I see that sometimes in news stories and I don't think I've ever seen it in a review. 
Oh, but, uh, I yeah. Platforming that is, that fans is rejoice. Yeah, I don't like it's that. It's like the cheapest lead you can use in a news article. Yeah, <laughs> is, is <that>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I don't. I think this might be on Dan's list, but it's one that I hate. I hate the word visceral. Ooh. I loathe it. I also really hate the word engagement, which I don't think we use a lot, but I mm-hmm. feel like I hear other people. I hear like PR use a lot. Uh, I had a running joke with uh, video game earnings calls where every time I heard an executive say the phrase deep engagement, I had a tweet that just said deep engagement and I would just retweet that same retweet over and over. And I think there was like an earnings call season where I did it like seven or eight times because I just kept hearing it. That's awesome. Yeah, I have a personal one. really bad though. Oh, that's I really don't like, which is, I don't really see this in, in reviews, but more in conversations about games. I don't like it when people say blank is better than it has any right to be. Because it's like, why are we limiting how good something is based Mm -hmm. on our preconceived notions of it? Like judging something to the bar of our own expectations. Like if a game comes out of nowhere and is awesome, why should that be something we say, oh, it's better than it has any right to be? Why does a game have a right to just be mediocre or a right to be great? Because it's a franchise we all know and love. I think think that's not fair to like the art or the creators or to the discussion of it to say that. So that's one I tried. Fair point, yeah. I, I think you can use it for like a specific like mechanic. Like if something is like more engaging than like than you would expect it to be, I think like something that was like this is such a small part of the game, but it is so good that it just like it's all I think about when it comes to that game. Like I think it's okay in that instance, but most I hundred percent agree otherwise. Yeah, I like, think that's fair. Yeah, like individual elements, but when you're talking about a whole product mm-hmm. as a whole, I don't like it when people. Yes. Yeah. 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 I agree. Uh, you don't see it much anymore, but you used to see it quite a bit in sort of the mid 2010s uh, where someone would love a game and then say, uh, I found myself thinking of it long after the credits had rolled. And I don't like that one at all. <laughs> I, because, yeah, obviously, you don't, your memory doesn't get blanked out. <laughs> it's not men in black as soon as you finish a game. Sometimes I wish it were. I wish I could revisit games, but. Right. Um, so an answer, I guess the answer to the question is, yes, there is a list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes. And it's, some of them are official. Some of them are unofficial. We mostly, you know, uh, Dan is a very, Dan and Tom are very good editors. Mm-hmm. And I yep. am so much better at writing reviews now uh, because of them yeah. than I was like the first review I did, which I think was uh, Kerbal Space Program when I was a freelancer way back in the day. But yeah, and now from what I've learned from working with Tom and Dan, uh, I see it in sort of other people's reviews that, and it bothers me. Like just mm-hmm. spending half the review telling you what the like game or movie is, mm-hmm. uh, or like what the story is, it doesn't serve anybody's doesn't yeah. serve anybody well. So nothing yeah. in their review guide is non negotiable. If there's ever something that they say don't do, and you really do think it's important to do that thing, I've had yeah. I've had intros yep. that explicitly go go against their guide before because those intros were necessary in a very specific way mm-hmm. but it does make you more aware of when those things are actually necessary and when you're just doing lazy writing yeah yep. um one of the things that i've sort of evolved on was i used to always kind of start my reviews with a little bit of uh, my personality uh, like a joke or something and at first he would pull those out because they didn't really make sense to the review but now that i think that people kind of know who i am and know my review style I can sneak those ridiculous mm-hmm. jokes in there yes. more than I could when I, you know, people didn't know who I was and didn't take me seriously. I mean, people know who I am and don't take me seriously now. So <laughs> that's the nice thing about it. So, all right. Brad Beyer asks, what is your favorite snack to pair with a quality gaming session? I have a good answer, but I want to hear everybody else's first. Do you, first of all, 
do you do you guys snack while gaming yeah all right yeah what are you snacking on? Uh, so it depends on time of day like late at, if i'm doing a late night session i'll brew a hot pot of tea nice. um so, so i'll have like a good uh good you know some green tea or something like that which doesn't sound like the thing to it's keep you snack. awake it but i also compare it pair it with things like uh, i have like uh fruit snacks um so mm. just little pou- individual pouches um a gushers Actually, it's funny enough. I do have a box with gushers right now. Yes. I uh, I bought a uh, a combo box that had fruit roll ups, yeah. fruit by the foot, and gushers. Oh, so that's been my that's been my uh, combo pairing. You know they don't the have last, fruit by like, the foot in Europe. Really? Is it? Yeah, they have fruit by the one third meter. Oh, makes sense. <laughs> that's the stupidest joke <laughs> I've ever made. Um, but then my other favorite is I do um, uh, I either get like grapes or Ooh, uh, nice. when I really want to like uh you know kind of like get some sweets i do uh chocolate covered blueberries oh man mm, that's good Ooh, i don't think i ate enough for lunch because now i'm real hungry maybe this isn't such a good question to have asked but <laughs> logan is there anything you're snacking upon when you're on a quality gaming session uh usually just tea or coffee i i really really don't like to get my controllers dirty at all like i'm i'm mm-hmm. Very meticulous when I wash my hands before I play games pretty much every time. Like, I want to keep my stuff nice for a very long time. Yeah. So no, I don't usually eat, like, uh, any any snacks during games. But grapes are a good one, because that's one that yeah. I wouldn't grapes really get good. anything on the controller. So that's a good pick. But during, like, TV or movies, I do popcorn with Skittles poured in it is, is my traditional. Speech. What? <laughs> I've never heard of that. I've, I've heard of that. I Not my favorite combination, but oh, I, no? I, know a lot of, I know a lot of people that do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm realizing salty now. Sweet. Yeah, well, the salty sweet, like, it goes without saying. You know those tins that you get around the mm-hmm. holidays that have the, I just pull the divider out and I just shake it all up. But uh, the, the Skittle, I think there's actually a genius for the Skittles popcorn because the Skittles will pull the kernels out of your teeth while you're chewing. And you don't have, <laughs> when you're going to bed, you don't have that one that's, like, way up in there. So, all right, that's, that's a good one. Reb, what about you? What do you pair with a quality gaming session? Uh, I'm I'm like Logan. I'm not a big I'm not a big snacker while gaming because I don't want to get my stuff dirty. Um, and I'm also like Jada and that big pot of tea. Uh, I will I will drink things while gaming. Uh, I will drink I will drink tea. Uh, in I'm a morning person, so I do actually I I'm a weirdo who will like get up at six a.m. and do my gaming in the mornings. (laughs) I know that's Mm. insane. Uh, but so uh, coffee coffee is pretty pretty common. Um, I will say grapes are a good shout. I clementines those little cuties oh uh, yeah peel it beforehand and then like take the slices apart beforehand wash your hands and then have it like in a little bowl and they're Mm -hmm. not messy at all and then you just have like the little orange slices i do those those, or like a banana or something fruits Mm -hmm. like fruits a good shot if i really am hungry while i'm gaming there Mm -hmm. there's plenty of fruit that is either non-messy in itself or i can prep it in a way that is non-messy apple slices good during my uh, when I, I got COVID for the first time last year, one of the ones I oh, <laughs> oh goodness, red. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I uh, actually did uh, dive head first into for snacking while gaming was uh, Otter Pops, which oh. were those oh, were, oh nice for me. Nice. Yeah, those were really good for uh, or whatnot for snacking while gaming because for uh, kinda... those on the East Coast, those they call them Freezy Pops. Yep, mm. West Coast is Otter Pops. Yeah, gotta have like those adorable otters on the picture. Foods, friggin' mayonnaise. What the hell is? What that? are these? These are the long. Are these the long? You know the yes, it's yeah, the plastic like... tube of colored mm-hmm. sugar water. I, this is not common parlance anyway whatsoever. My entire life, I have simply called them freezy freezes. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I remember uh, 
being Not a little real. kid and you know you don't get a lot of sugar when you're a little kid unless somebody gives it to you getting a freezy pop on a hot summer's day eating the whole thing and there would always be just like a little juice like, at the bottom a little mm -hmm. bit at the bottom yeah, yeah. Out, and sucking on it to the point line. Where like yep. the corners of my yes. lips would be like cut up. Yes. Yeah. Wow, I did not. That's a universal experience. That's oh, awesome. it is. It is. hundred yeah. percent. That stuff is so good. Yeah, mm -hmm. it really is. It's better than it has any right to be, Logan. Oh, oh no. Nicely <laughs> <laughs> done. That's a good one. That's that was, a good one. That was a good, mm. good callback. So, um, unlike the rest of you, I um, I. I don't like, okay, like the rest of you, I don't like getting my controller dirty, but unlike the rest of you, I just uh, do one of these. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. Eating like flavor blasted mm. goldfish mm -mm. because those are the best snack of all or Doritos. Um, and then I, you know, I wipe it on my pant leg and then my dog licks, my, uh, licks the pant leg clean. So. I have what? to shout out what Red is showing on the screen, which is like, it, this is a product. I'm super into Shark Tank right now for some reason. And this was a pitch on Shark Tank that I saw like a week ago. And it's this B-roll of basically this this ring you put on your finger that is then like two chopsticks. So you can still hold yeah. your controller or your type on your keyboard and then like pick up snacks with it. And it's, it's super yeah. weird timing because I just so saw it's this. It's kind of genius. Actually. So I was given this for my birthday a year ago. And I have uh -huh. never used it. It's just sitting in my kitchen drawer. But... I kind of want to try now. Try it. Yeah. Talk about it on the show. I want to hear about it. All so right. All right. Use I will... two of them so you can be like snack food Wolverine. I only have the one, but I will I, okay. I will give it a shot between now and my next appearance on NVC. I have to go to Dice, so I'm probably going to be, be out mm -hmm. for a little bit. But I when have... I come back, I'll let you all know how that went. I have a photograph. I think I might even have put it up on Instagram, but I might not have out of respect for Red's privacy. But when I was in LA, Red was eating uh the the flaming hots the the chopsticks and i was like legend dude and i took this awesome that's actually using these that's why he keeps promoting them i guess i well no, he was using Red. like real chopsticks to, to oh eat. that's yeah that's a that's good a genius yeah. move yeah, yeah that is a, that is very good yeah, yeah. i've but i'm not um, good enough with chopsticks to do that but I no i'm not either it. and i asked well actually like last year when i was hanging out with jared i was like you well you lived in japan for a while like how, how do how do i hold chopsticks the right way and he's like seth it doesn't matter if you get the food to your mouth then you're holding them the right way. And I was like, wonderful. all right, cool. Okay, the ultimate snack, however, to pair with a quality gaming session, and I haven't done this in years, like, God, like 13 years, but the best pairing is cigarettes. Oh my God, didn't I used to love to- Seth! Eh. No! Hey, no, hey, they're look. not a snack. No. Okay. A snack Nothing satisfies NBC? quite like a- the NBC huh? podcast does not endorse mm. eating cigarettes. No, I think- Yes. No, we're not eating cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Or smoking. No, I think smoking is disgusting. But when I like when I was a smoker, like golly, I used to just put them to me when I was playing video games. Don't and, do this. No, don't. It's gross. It's gross and it's unhealthy, and that's why. And it's I quit. also like makes your controllers extra dirty. I've mm. lived oh. with it. I've lived with the smoker, and yeah, like their controllers mm. were. No, it is true. You don't. When you're a smoker, you don't realize how how gross you smell until you quit smoking, and then you smell either like you, like my dorm room that used to. Uh, I used to be in was like, oh wow, that smells terrible. Or somebody you know smokes goes by and you're like, oh man, that's that's nasty. So, yeah, don't actually smoke, kids. Smoking is bad, even though it does make you look really cool. <laughs> no, no, no. Goodness no, it's not true. It's not true. It's true. All right, <laughs> Calles. I'm so bad at Spanish. 
Calles Guerrera. Guerre- ah, Reb, you speak Spanish. No, I don't. All right. Calles Not well. Asks, what were your favorite can't roll Saturday eyes. morning cartoons? Nobody has any favorites. Shaman King. Shaman King is sick as heck. I was a big fan of Metabots back in the day. What? Oh, this is going to age the crap out of me because I'm like, yeah, Metabots. Uh, I remember Mm -hmm. watching that when I was in my 30s. Um, (laughs) I didn't. I don't know. what. No, but seriously, I want to know. What's everybody's favorite? And Caius wants to know. Shaman King. Shaman King. Yeah, I watched a lot of... Don't know what the hell that is. Fox Fox Kids when they were showing the animes. That was good stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, I watched a lot of... I watched a lot of Metabots. I watched a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! was a big Saturday morning cartoon for me. Mm -hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh! Very Um, good. Pokemon? Pokemon was on in the mornings. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, I, that's this is a series. I, you know, speaking of games, I'd love to see make a comeback. Metabots. I I would love to see Metabots come back. It's just... Uh, it's just like you know, customizable little robot dudes that you deck out with different weapon parts and brawl it out. Fun. Like it was so much fun back on the the Game Boy Advance. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, Logan, do you have any favorite Saturday morning cartoons? Yeah, were there I... even Saturday morning cartoons when you were young? Yeah. Uh... So Kirby right back at you was one that I yeah, remember watching a lot. Yeah, that, was that was a good one. Yeah. Um, Dee Dee's like mm-hmm. thick Southern gentleman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird, it's an interesting take on the Kirby universe. What it's a really guy. good show. And then like Sonic X, I watched a lot also yep. back in the day. And then this wasn't That's very good. This wasn't strictly Saturday mornings, but SpongeBob was the, the cartoon of my oh, child. Yeah. Oh, SpongeBob's the go. I didn't dude. know you were a fellow SpongeBob guy, Logan. I, oh, 100%. You're, such, you're so cool. How could Heck yeah. I don't think I've ever met anybody who doesn't like SpongeBob, and I don't know that I want to. The goat. I think the greatest cartoon. Jada just, did a, Jada just did oh. a Jada face. Oh, if you no. did not watch the, if you did not watch it back in the day, I think it's really hard to explain. Because it was. I've tried no. to show it to my husband, who is like, like he's a li- he's a few years older than me, and it is just enough of a generational gap that there's a few things that got popular, like right in between our mm. our age groups. That when we were younger, like like he missed out on, he missed out on SpongeBob, and so he's picked up on enough of the lingo that occasionally I will make a SpongeBob reference, and he knows what it is. Mm-hmm. But he does like I'm not going to show it to him because I think if I tried to show it to him, it just wouldn't play. Right so- now. Yeah, so like it's one of those things for me where like I'm in that same kind of boat as your partner, Reb. Like it's uh or husband now. Um it's one of those things. They're the same thing at this point. Um <laughs> uh I understand the popularity and I understand the humor for SpongeBob. And I have watched some episodes and it's like, this is I get I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand it. But it was one of those things it was like I just missed the boat on it mm. like it was literally ships passing in the night for me and the spongebob popularity so it's just one of those things where i just could never get into like and but i see it i but i know what it is i know it is like fantastic it's just one of those ones i just yeah no that is a perfectly cromulent reason i thought you know i, I was more referring to people who who don't like oh who like who hate like oh i would never watch like I hate SpongeBob. the new stuff. Anything oh, after yeah, season no. three is dead to Wait, me. Wait, what? I've after tried. season three? Yeah. yeah uh-huh. There's good. like so many amazing. There were three seasons, seasons and then the movie, which is excellent. And then it was supposed to end with the movie and then it came back and it was mm. never the same. Yeah. With like a different guy in charge. Mm-hmm. And different yeah, animation. Well, I, I don't think I've ever seen a SpongeBob episode that I didn't enjoy. In fact, I would be hard pressed to say which one I enjoy the most because mm. there are SpongeBob so many- games. 
on Nintendo platforms. By yeah. Battle oh, for yeah, Bikini that's... Bottom. Yeah. I like Lights, Camera, Pants, which is mini games, but people hate that game. But I'm nostalgic. <laughs> for Logan, it. what's the best? What's the best episode of SpongeBob? Oh man, uh, that's put me. I have spot. I have one in mind with a chocolate up. with nuts. That's the one that came that's to my, my head first. That's my runner up. Okay, what's your pick? Uh, my favorite is Band Concert. Oh yeah, well yeah, classic or whatever it's called. I don't band remember what geeks. it's called, but the the band one, Sweet Sweet Victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. that's iconic. Yeah, all those shows. Band Geeks. Uh, that's what it's called started when i was in my 20s in the air force actually and i remember watching powerpuff girls and being like this show's better than it has any right to be uh, a, lot powerpuff, <laughs> a lot of powerpuff girls in the air force no uh no no no, no. uh but it was like on when everybody got home from work and mm. so ah. like we just all kind of watched it and yeah like, wow this show's actually really funny and dexter's laboratory which That's is great. like one of my yeah. absolute all-time yes. favorites but as far as saturday morning cartoons i am a, a product of the 1980s technically so you're like of the 1970s but uh so you were like magilla gorilla yeah i was the <laughs> hanna barbera cartoons from the yeah. 1970s although i did definitely see those because usa network used to have the cartoon express where they would just show all yep. those really bad hanna barbera cartoons that were like four frames of animation per second but like I grew up being a kid in the 1980s, I got to see the I I would say that was probably the the peak of Saturday morning cartoons because you would wake up on a Saturday morning and your parents would still be asleep and you would just watch all these cartoons. I don't know what Red is showing right now. Um, I I oh Visionaries, oh dude, those were made by Tonka. They had a 3D hologram in them. In them, I had the leader and I used to look at him all the time and his weapons glowed in the dark and I would hide underneath my covers to try to make them. Glow in the mm-hmm. dark. That was a good show. Mask was a good show. Transformers was a good show. GI Joe was a good show. Gargoyles. Ninja Gargoyles Turtles. was a little bit. I was a, a little, little bit too old for Gargoyles. Ninja Turtles. Gargoyles the was good. Jam. I was arguably a little too old for Ninja Turtles because I was in seventh grade. But you know what? That's all the time we have for NBC. Before we go, I have a few favors to ask. If you're watching us on YouTube, leave us a like and a nice comment. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, please leave us a review. It helps us spread the good NBC word. We'll be forever in your debt. And remember, NBC is the only place we can. Get that thing! Get the Mario vs. Donkey Kong demo on the eShop now. Yeah, you can do that. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.